Way back in high school, I was actually that kid who really liked math and discovered chemistry. Uh, and my father one day said to me, you know, there's this thing called chemical engineering. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Back just before the turn of the century, there was a guy named Frank Sieberling who borrowed some money from his brother-in-law to build a factory to make tires for carriages and bicycles. He named the company after the inventor of vulcanized rubber, Charles Goodyear. Just a few years later, a new customer puts in an order for 1,200 tires. Not for a carriage, but for something he calls the Model A. And then Sieberling thinks to himself, you know, we need to, to support this Henry Ford guy because if he's successful, we could sell a lot of tires. Yes, I, I think you got the story right. And I also love to tell that story because often we say, you know, we at our roots were a startup as well uh, at a major inflection point in the industry in transportation. As you Aaron know, Spring, a chemical engineer by trade, is senior director at Goodyear Ventures. It's a really exciting future where we're trying to solve hard problems on how do we make this ecosystem safer, more efficient, more sustainable, uh, even you know, adding convenience and accessibility. A few weeks ago, we were talking with the head of uh, the venture arm of Chipotle, you know, mm -hmm. the, the burrito guys. And uh, it has its own venture arm. And they were talking about investing in things that made their specific business better. Uh, robots and communication, uh, restaurant communication, that kind of stuff. What's your funds criteria? What are you looking for? Yeah, certainly. Our, our funds criteria is really looking at who is enabling this future transportation ecosystem, um, some of them, and what are the core technologies that are making that happen. Um, and we look at that and then say, hey, how can also Goodyear strategically partner with them to accelerate um, their businesses forward? So digging into that, for example, they may, might be potential customers of ours in the future. We've invested quite a bit um, in autonomous vehicle companies that are moving goods. Um, these are our customers of the future, and we want to learn what are those problems we can help them solve? How can we help them through our products and solution 
unlock more use cases for them to move goods autonomously. Um, You want to build that relationship early because the little robot that looks like a little cooler that's going to drive around college campuses is going to need rubber tires. But, you know, there's also Michelin and Firestone. You want to get in early with that relationship. Yeah, get in early and understand, you know, you you mentioned uh, Starship Technologies that is doing a little cooler on on wheels, but I mean, very different performance requirements of a tire product than someone's um, you know vehicle that they're driving to and from work in between soccer practices, carrying four people. I mean, we're talking about you know right sizing uh, the transportation vehicle to be efficient uh, for delivery of food and groceries, uh, and so. Honestly, when we first invested in Starship, we looked at that to say, hey, is this micro delivery trend really picking up? Because it can have an impact on our business in the future. Uh, and it was right you know, in 2020, uh, onset of the pandemic. And we also saw, hey, this is a, a, tr- a trend that's really getting accelerated um, based on contactless delivery needs, um, you know, those, uh, you know, people-less delivery in different situations. And that's what we saw. We saw it um, pick up dramatically. Uh, You know, they talk about it it took them several years to do their first million in deliveries, another year to do their second million, and they're well beyond uh, three million deliveries today. And so as as fortunately we're, you know, moving away from this pandemic situation, um, they found a use case that's sticky, (laughs) And that people love, and um, you know, as you mentioned before, and it, it, they need tires. And quite frankly, it was a new vehicle, you know, similar back to our beginnings, that no one really was making a tire for those vehicles. And that's something that you know we are uniquely positioned to do. Um, so we have prototypes out there today, and we're also uh, in this application, you know, pushing some airless uh, tire technologies into that segment because you don't want to have to manage the air pressure each each day for an autonomous vehicle. You don't want to have a, a, a situation where the vehicle can't, can't get back home or can't make that delivery. Uh, so really excited to be providing our airless tire into that segment, you know, partnering with one of our portfolio companies. I describe them as little coolers, but for someone who's never seen it, it's <laughs> It's really, honestly, it's a pretty good description. Uh, describe yeah. what these things are. Yeah, certainly. So it is a pretty good dis- description. Um, it is a you know, refrigerated small vehicle uh, that operates on sidewalks. And typically the use case is carrying you know, fast food or Starbucks order um, from, let's say, the student union to a dorm on a university campus. In some, more ur- in some urban areas, it's carrying groceries from, from the store um, you know, to someone's home completely autonomously, um, you know, operating on uh, sidewalks mainly, but of course going over curbs, crossing streets, uh, and it's really starting to pick up a lot of traction. And if you, if you think about it, uh, you might order uh, someone to come deliver one of your meals today, and you know they're driving a vehicle really made to carry four people, and and they're right. carrying your burrito from the shop to your home, um, and you know waste I'd say wasting a lot of you know extra energy to do that 
when you could really right size uh, that transportation at a much lower cost as well. So what does success look like for you? Because, you know, in traditional venture capital, we we would take, uh, you know, some limited partners money, we would put it in a fund, we would invest it, and then, you know, return it and say, look, look at all this money we made. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, I, I'm sure Goodyear and the people that put you in charge would not be disappointed if Goodyear made a, a nice, tidy profit off of off of the the little cooler, the can. But that's not the point, right? It's to, to it's to learn about the industry so that you are ready to supply the industry. Yes, certainly, it is to um, you know really be partnering with the industry, creating that strategic foresight, understanding hey, what tra- what um, new transportation elements are coming, which ones aren't. Uh, you can learn that with a seat at the table. Um, you know, getting getting your hands dirty a bit and co-creating uh, with them, you really start to understand what's working, what's not working, where do we need to double down. Now, with all of our investments, we, of course, it, there has to be a strategic tie-in um, with what we're trying to learn and what we're trying to create together. But we also will look at uh, some of the financial aspects and most certainly the leadership team of the startup. You know, we often say if it's if it's not a sound uh, decision, an investment decision, likely they won't necessarily be around for you to make those strategic. No, turnings. that makes sense. So the two right, of those I mean, have to go less- hand in hand, but we're not making financial only investments. To your point, <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You're you're a little less concerned what your exit is going to be, though, right? You know, an IPO or a sale or anything else. You're so busy learning about that industry, and yes, of course, it has to be a good investment because you want that company to stick around to be your customer. Yep, certainly, certainly. So, some of the advantages to investing, you get the early jump on technology. How do you balance having the relationship? And I'm speaking of any company, not just—is uh, it Starship? Correct. That's one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just Starship, but any company. Um, I'm speaking of any company. 
How do you balance having a relationship with them that goes back from their founding and not strong arming them into, you know, more profitable terms? Hey, you know, we're good here. Of course, you're going to go with our tires Mm -hmm. because remember us sort of thing. How do you balance that? Or have you gotten to that situation yet? Yeah, I think the the first thing um, as you go into especially corporate venture capital and any venture capital um, it's with this mindset that it's about uh, helping the startup be successful. So that is kind of first and foremost, top of mind. Um, and and as an investor, you're you're aligned around that, those incentives of how do you help and make sure the startup can be successful. So things that you wouldn't want to do is come in and strong on them and say, hey, work on our priority, for example. You need to trust the startup leadership to work on their priorities. That builds the relationship and then um, really will we'll come back with dividends in the future. So that's one of the big mindset shifts often. I think it is easy as a big company to come in and say, hey, do what I want you to do. Um, but we're coming in as an investor that wants to see them succeed. Uh, so that it's really starting with, with that mindset. Uh, a second piece too, you know, ha- we do have a, a dedicated corporate venture capital team who really, uh, you know, fosters those relationships with the startups and does a lot of the bridging back into different aspects of, of Goodyear, so that we're able to bring the the best of Goodyear uh, to the startup. You're a chemical engineer by trade. Um, what made you interested in that, and and when did you first figure out? That's me. That, I'm a chemical engineer. <laughs> that so I I really have to think back uh, for for that one. But I think it's a great a great question. I've actually I think I've told this story a couple of times. Um, but way back in high school, I was actually that kid who really liked math and discovered chemistry. Uh, and my father one day said to me, "You know, there's this thing called chemical engineering where you can use your math and um, you, you know your love for chemistry." And even better, it's a four-year degree, and you can get a pretty good job when you graduate. And so there was a, a bit of that practical nature, um, plus you know something that I really enjoyed doing you know, way back as as a high schooler, um, and then you know was able uh, to connect with some engineering programs and understand what does a chemical engineer do. And I think you know it comes back, and I, I always repeat this: it comes back to learning how to solve problems. Um, and that's really the crux of, of an engineering degree. That's got to be fun to go from mathematics, you know, on a piece of paper, on a chalkboard, on a computer, to a final thing that is a product that works. Yes, it, it is. It's a lot of fun figuring out how do you bring that, you know, bring that to reality, um, you know, see how your customer responds to it. And then start to gain that traction in the market where you, you really see it helping, you know, change someone's operations or, um, you know, help support someone's business or even, you know, just getting from point A to point B um, more safely. So that has been a lot of fun. I think one of the things that I've learned over time, too, it's the technology is really important, turning it into a product. But then, you know, what's that? How do people experience that product? How do you make it either easy to use or um, really tied into 
um, making that person's life better. So it really starts with how do you wrap that technology around the the people who are going to have to interact with it. I think sometimes in Silicon Valley, we can get a bit of full of ourselves as far as, you know, the innovation that comes out here. But there are places all over the United States, uh, including Akron, Ohio, or mm-hmm. Battle Creek, Michigan, or Champaign, Illinois, where things are moving forward quickly. Yes, certainly. And I think, uh, I think what we've learned, too, in the last couple of years, it doesn't necessarily matter where you're where you're sitting, uh, there's so many ways to connect with each other, build those build those relationships, get things done over over a video conference call, um, and I think that's really uh, made a lot of um, technology and you know different types of roles and different types of jobs really accessible to a lot more people. My last question for you is: you ever have you ever ridden in the blimp? Uh, yes, <laughs> that is one of the, I have to say, perks of the job sometimes. Um, we, we love to uh, showcase our, our blimp um, and you know, have had a couple opportunities to host some of our customers on the blimp. And it's always a, a good day at work when your job is hosting a customer on the blimp. Now, describe it to me. I've never been in a blimp. I mean, walk me through it. Uh, it, it what does it feel like? What does it sound like? And and they're, they're surprisingly maneuverable. Yeah. So, I mean, what I, what I would what hits me the the most when you're in the blimp is, I mean, you're you're kind of sitting, you know, below below in the gondola, and the the windows almost feel like floor to ceiling windows. So it's not like when you're on an airplane, you can just look out the small circle and you get a full, almost bird's eye view of whatever you're flying over and you're much lower to the ground. Um, so, you, you know, you can look out and see your, your house, your neighbor's house. We've often will fly over our Goodyear headquarters or in other locations and, and you really get that true um, bird's eye view and you feel like you're, you know, floating <laughs> through the sky um, because because you are. Goodyear Ventures, Aaron Spring. Next week on Sand Hill Road, what does it feel like to be that smart? Not just the road scholarship, but what does it feel like inside your head? And we have established your damn smart. I, I will have to deny it formally. I will. I will have yeah. to deny. It. I get, the, I get, the I get objective evidence. Every, I get proven every day. I get proven every Harvard. day. I get proven every day that I am not. <laughs> I am not that smart. I get. That proven just every means day. you're stretching yourself. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. North Pond Ventures. Sean Gandhi talks about intelligence, drive, and the future of biotech. Sand Hill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.